What's going on, guys? Sandy here. We're going to get to the episode in just a second, but before we do that, I wanted to take this time out and send out my thoughts and prayers to James White and his family. Had an unthinkable tragedy over the weekend with his parents. His father passed away, and his mom is not in great condition as we speak at the time of this recording. It's just a reminder that, you know, sports are just a game. Uh, we do this podcast for fun, for entertainment, as a diversion from everyday events. You know, Drew Stone and I, we played the game. We understand it's, it's not life and death. It's a, it's a game. Sports are a game. That's what they are. And we take them very seriously, but that's all they are. And it's just a reminder that, you know, this, this year has brought about uh, many times the grief, tragedy, what be it for lots of people, times of suffering, and we've been relatively lucky to not experience any of that. But I wanted to take a quick moment to acknowledge that we don't take these things lightly when we do this show. We just do this for entertainment. Hopefully you guys find it entertaining. We love doing it. But we obviously understand that there are much more important things going on out there. But we're going to let the professionals and the people who are best at speaking about those things touch on it. And we're just here to talk about sports. So I just want to take that time out and acknowledge James and his family. Obviously, there are so many more things going on out there that I can't even begin to talk about. So we'll let that be for now. Let's uh, let's move on to the show. Obviously, with week two of the NFL wrapping up last night, got a lot to talk about. So uh, let's not waste any more time. Ooh, like Gilbert Arenas, shoot my shot. I'm still with the demons. Ooh, I keep it thorough. I got five chicks in New York. That means one in each borough. I'm in the pocket like bro. When I'm back home, no, they treat me like Robert De Niro. Week two of the NFL is in the books. So. Lots of storylines to cover. Let's get into it. But before we do that, we got to do best and worst. So Stone Paul Jr. the third, I'm coming to you. Your best and worst from this past weekend. All right. Dallas Cowboys got the dub, baby. And it was very ugly, but also incredibly beautiful at the same time. Like the whole game, the turnovers at the beginning, trash, we looked bad, out of sync. Defense looked bad. We made the Falcons look like, you know, 2015 or whatever, whenever they went to the Super Bowl. Um, but, you know, Dak kept chugging and kept, the, kept that offense going, and the defense got enough stops. Shout out to Julio Jones for a major league drop. Love it. Um, and then I think you're going to hit on this guy later because we had a hell of a kicking weekend. But uh, Greg Zerlin with the – they call it the watermelon kick. We, I've also heard it called the helicopter kick. And that was incredible that that thing just made that like – in basketball, what they call when you cut on the baseline, it's called a banana cut. That's what that ball did. It did the exact same action. And uh, we recover it. And then Zerlin kicks the 46-yard field goal. Amazing. That was just – that game – was a roller coaster ride and it killed me but also brought me to life at the same time and then my worst I think this is a very obvious one the NFL injuries are unreal this year so far and it's major it's big names you're not just hearing like a couple of guys it's like big names you got Bosa and Solomon for uh Solomon Thomas for um the 49ers Barkley's out now. Cortland Sutton is out. Uh, I mean, it's just like, it's insane, the amount of injuries. And my, my last thing on my worst is you got it. Because of my worst, 
we got to bring grass fields back. Grass fields have to become a thing in the NFL again. Watching the game last night, Las Vegas on a grass field, it was awesome. We got to have grass fields back. Get rid of the turf. All right, coming off a massive victory against the Minnesota Vikings, Indianapolis Colts super fan Drew Smith. I can't imagine what your best is going to be this week. Yeah, I mean, makes it pretty simple. Indiana gets their first dub of the year. They should be 2-0 and right now, um, but some turnovers. Uh, I mean, it, just like the Cowboys wasn't pretty. It was pretty ugly win. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins literally having a 15 passer rating helps a lot, um, so that's great. Uh, but my worst – um, fantasy football is just not doing it this year for me, and my guys. Um, it's being it's real rough for me. Um, I'm 0-2 in the split uprights league. I'm sitting at currently 10th place. Like you mentioned, Cortland Sutton, my one of my top receivers, is out for the year. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's it, it's it's been a rough start. I'm not gonna lie. Um, thought I could have pulled it out there in the end, um, but Tyler Lockett, uh, who's on Josie's team. Uh, ended up getting a first down on third and seven with, I, I believe, like four minutes or so left in the game. If he not get that first down, Jason Myers comes on, kicks a field goal. I think that's his name, correct, Sandy, for this? Yes, Jason Myers comes on, kicks a field goal. I get at least three points. I go up by like .03 or something like that. Instead, he gets a first down, and then the next play, Russ does a touchdown to Chris Carson, who I'm playing against, um, and totally seals the deal. So uh, it was a rough week. I went from from first in the – the um, soccer fantasy premier league to sixth place uh, and a snap of a fingers. So it's just been a rough week with fantasy, um, but you gotta, you gotta love it sometimes. What, no, Stone and I definitely love it because the thought of you doing whatever punishment we decide on is enough Ooh. to get us through anything in the right stone. But, uh, here, here's the thing though, with the punishment is we can't have anything be permanent on or anything that's going to like, Cause we're all, we're all trying to be something like me and someone are trying to be coaches. You're trying to be a, a doctor. Like we can't have anything that's going to hinder our career. You know I hate the tattoo. No, I, I'm not a fan of the tattoos. I, I've never been a fan of that kind of punishment, but yeah, I mean, it's, and we're not, I'm not going to make you make the, uh, take the SAT or the ACT, <laughs> even though I love that punishment. So you're good. Drew. Stop studying that. Drew. You don't have to do I, it. I can't wait for that when I come in ninth place and I don't get punished and that SpongeBob sweet victory comes on because that punishment is going to be so sweet to whoever comes in 10th. You're damn right. Um, unfortunately, I don't know about sweet victory. So my worst of the weekend, I went 0 for 3. Uh, the Patriots lost on Sunday Night Football to the Seahawks. Cam Newton getting stuffed on the goal line. Dallas Stars fall 3-2 last night in a valiant effort. Almost made the three-goal comeback. It wasn't to be, we got to stay out of the freaking box. I know that's hard to do for a bunch of hockey players because they're all good looking, great athletes. They're normally spending time in the box outside of the ice, but you got to stay on the ice in the field. I know Stone hates that, <laughs> but uh, guys, we got to stay out of the box in the game, man. It's killing us. Two power play goals last night. So uh, yeah, not looking good. Um, and Chelsea falling 2-0 to Liverpool on Sunday morning. Team, we got to learn how to play with Timo Werner, guys. That guy is freaking fast. You got to get the ball to him in space. No look passes, man. Come on, let's go. Let's kick him in gear. Oh, boy. What a day. Uh, but my best, the SEC is back. The SEC is back. It kicks off this weekend. Uh, Stone and I, our Razorbacks, kick off the 2020 season at home against Georgia. 
Um, Stone, I believe, what, we're given 26 and a half, according to Caesars? Yep. Yep. Tough. 20, that's, yeah, that's getting covered. Woo-pig. Uh, <laughs> Woo-pig. That's right. Um, hey, let's move on. Let's go to the NFL. Let's get to it. Can't waste any more time. Stone Paul, got to give you the floor for a second straight week. You already know, baby. Um, so the Cowboys are back. We, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> we, last week, I was so down. They looked so pitiful. There was, they didn't stretch the field. And then uh, Dak decided, hey, I've got an incredible trio of wide receivers and Zeke. And even uh, what's it, it's our 50th string tight end who had like 28 points in fantasy. Like, I think he had nine catches. It's Dalton Schultz. Or yeah, Dawson, Schultz. Dalton Schultz. So, uh, yeah, Cowboys are back. What and look, we have to reflect. It's 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 a time of reflection. What stat did I give you guys last week? What did I give you? Did I feel like I gave you a stat that said when Dak Prescott has been the starting quarterback and they've lost their first game and won the next week, uh, they've been twelve and four and thirteen and three. I can, you know, you know when the Rock does that thing where he does this, he sniffs the air. I can smell what the Cowboys are cooking because it's it's oh I'm getting the shivers. It's it it smells like double digit wins, baby. I can feel it. Double digit wins, division champs. Let's get it. Oh yeah, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're on Dax back. Stone, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and cut you off right there, my guy. Um, this is the classic overreaction of any Cowboys fans ever. You lose week one to a what seems to be a a very good Rams team. You know, they go to Philly and win uh, and take care of business Cowboys week one. Um, And then you beat a team that I'll mention later what the Falcons need to do. And you guys are back. We're winning the Super Bowl. Um, This is classic Cowboys fans. Um, I don't even know fandom. This is what they do. Um, You guys are not back. I'm here to, to be as simple as possible. You guys barely beat a team that, got smoked by the Seahawks a week ago. Now you go to Seattle. You guys are about to get smoked in Seattle with no fans. They're about to, they're about to blaze it up, just blaze 420 um, on you guys. Because at the end of the day, you guys are not a good team. Um, it, it, it's just simple as that. You guys don't know what to do. The Cowboys need to do something different, and I, that's all I got to say. Sandy, is, is, a, is a guy that, a fan, that is a fan of a franchise – that only has one Super Bowl talking down to me? Or is it wait, maybe two Super Bowls? Talk to is me, Stone. Talk is to he me, talking baby. down to me right now? Wait, hold because on. I feel like he's talking, he's talking at a guy that his team has fought, is far more superior all time and is probably this year as well. So I don't I, – I, the noise, I don't, I don't understand where the noise is coming from. Yeah, um, Stone, it sounds a lot to me like a team that was 0-1 a week ago after losing to the Jaguars. Oh, that's right. You guys lost to the Jaguars, the take for Trevor team. Oh, my God. You guys lost to them. Hey, Gardner Minshew is the truth, but you guys lost to the Jaguars. 
And now I do want to throw something in there for the Colts real quick. Uh, you know, I don't cheer for anyone getting injured, but Marlon Mack going down with that torn Achilles paved the way for Jonathan Taylor to get in that starting lineup. Stone was huge on Jonathan Taylor coming out of the draft. I had him in fantasy. So I think we're all happy about Jonathan Taylor getting his just due. I think he had a very good game. Uh, they got to get him some more touches on the goal line, man. Stop putting in the Heem, uh, Hines, man. I'm not, not a huge fan of that, but – Naheem Hines wasn't on, on the goal line. There I were a couple plays where Rivers was in shotgun and Hines was to his right or left, and I'm like, dude, get, under, get your gun under center and give that man the ball. That's what he does at Wisconsin. Yeah, they just do that because they're trying to throw the ball. But um, I, I – first of all, I never brought in the Colts because the Colts are definitely mediocre – uh, when it comes to comparing them with the Cowboys. I was just saying from an unbiased opinion, we have a whole new quarterback and everything, and you guys are bringing in Dak, basically the same team with the addition of um, C.D. Lamb. I, that's all I got to say. I'm just saying Cowboys hate, like, hey, this is classic Cowboys fandom. Well, let's let's jump off the Cowboys, Drew, because, you know, I'm kind of caught in the middle here. You talked about the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I made no secret about it. I was a fan of them going into the season. Now, Matt Ryan's looked good in the first two games, in my opinion. And Cal- Woo! Calvin Ridley, man, calm down, bro. But um, inexcusable. Inexcusable uh, what happened on Sunday. Drew, you have some strong thoughts on the future of the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, I think Atlanta, it's time to, uh, to call, the, call the horses Arthur Blank needs to uh, look himself in the mirror and say it's time it's time to it's time to move on Dan Quinn needs to be fired ASAP pronto um, Matt Ryan needs to be traded for draft picks if you can Julio Jones needs to be gone as great as a receiver he is um, he did drop a touchdown that would have secured the game for the Falcons uh, I, I just don't know how you go up 20 to zero on the Cowboys um, and actually and lose that game, and and it's, it makes it worse that an onside kick, as is as you is if you watch it, you go look at our water dong plays of the week. I actually have the clip where it shows the overhead, and uh, they should have been on that ball easy peasy. Uh, it, it's time to it's time to move on. Uh, I think the Falcons need to, to officially tank for Trevor and make it like a known thing because that dude's gonna come in and, and he's gonna change the face of the franchise and and everything. Um, but it's time for the Falcons to give up on this team. Since since they lost in the Super Bowl, they have not been the same squad. Uh, and I totally think that image of the 28-3 to literally sticks with at least Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and the guys that were on that team. I think it's time to just move on. You know, they have some young talent, Deion, Deion Jones, um, Kenu Allen or whatever. They've got some young guys that I think they can build around. Um, but it's time to move on from Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, in my opinion. One thing I want to say about that onside kick. Now, these are professional players. You know, they get paid to do this for a living. They're much better athletes than anything we're be, we've been accustomed to playing against. Um, but we practiced this onside kick while, you know, we were players. That That's a hard kick to recover, guys. There's a reason why that helicopter kick is so effective. You don't – I mean, that's the first time I've seen it, honestly, in college or the NFL – uh, it's one that Pulaski Academy here in Little Rock does, the school that always does onside kicks and doesn't punt. It's, it's very tricky to fall on, and it's a reason why coaches tend to tell you don't, fall, don't jump on it in the first five yards or so because you, you risk – first of all, it may not go 10 yards. Second of all, the percentages of you successfully recovering it on the first time 
are not very high in my opinion. It's very tricky to recover. So um, I'm, I'm not excusing the Falcons for not recovering the onside kick because some of them, they didn't look like they knew exactly what to do. But I do want to say that for the people out there who haven't tried, I've, I mean, in practice, I've tried to recover these kicks, given I'm not an NFL player. But I can tell you from experience, it's very tough. You know, so I just want everyone to understand it's tough for that kick. So I don't want them to pile on the Falcons too much because that, that very well executed onside kick, it was sexy. I'm a kicker. I, I freaking loved it. Stone loved it. Our friend Blake Kenton loved it. I'm sure Gage loved it. And, uh, hey, just in time, speaking of Gage Opal, uh, Drew, what is this? Yeah, let me, uh, let me move this in there because I'm going to put this on the Twitters. Um, I made a deal with Gage when the Falcons, I believe, were up 17-0, to maybe 20-0. to And, and uh, Gage was like, if the Cowboys win, you got to go on and uh, say, how about them Cowboys wearing a Cowboys jersey? So here I am, Gage. This is for you, bud. How about them Cowboys? Yeah, got, you got to live up to the deal, my guy. All right, let's talk about the Cowboys. Uh, you know, there are so many more things to get to after week two. Drew, we're starting to find out a little more about these teams. Again, we've only got two weeks of, you know, body work so far. But we're starting to formulate some opinions and see, you know, where some of our predictions were right, where some of them were wrong. Um, what are your some initial impressions about uh, some of the teams we were talking about before the season started? Yeah, um, I know they're 2-0 and right now, um, but the Pittsburgh Steelers, in my opinion, are a content or a pretender. I'm sorry, pretender, um, big time. Uh, defensively, like their defense, as we knew going in, they're the real deal. That's not the side of the ball I'm worried about. As I spoke upon at the beginning of the year, I'm really, I was really worried about that offensive side of the ball, and uh, my worries have come true. They, they, they can't. They can score points, but it's like I, I don't know how to even explain it to you guys. They just, when watching their games, they don't look like a good football team. They don't look like a team that's going to contend at the end of the year. Now, I get it. It is week two, um, but they've played the Broncos and the Giants to start the season. Two teams that we weren't super high on, especially the Giants. The Broncos, we were kind of in question about, but they lost Drew Locke halfway through the game, not even halfway through the game, and they still, it was still a game at the end. So, in my opinion, they're, they're pretenders. Um, they're going to make it tough. They're probably still going to make the playoffs. But I think when they play a real team like this week, the Texans, who I was, I was very low on, um, although they've, they've played literally the two best teams in the AFC to start the season, um, I think next week they're going to actually go uh, and beat Pittsburgh. Um, but I still, I'm still not as high on them as Stone is. But the Texans have proven to me, even though they've lost the first two games, that they're a better football team than I had anticipated. So um, next week is really big, in my opinion, for the Texans Steelers on who is really going to be a contender slash pretender uh, for the rest of the year because the Steelers haven't played anyone tough. The Texans have played the two toughest teams in the AFC, maybe even in the league, and now they play against each other. I think the Texans win this game just because I think they're the better football team. Thank you, Drew. Thank you for that because – if you look at any of the media, like the, you know, the big media outlets that cover these teams, they're all panicking. And, you know, people are kind of calling out Deshaun Watson and they're saying, you know, Bill O'Brien, he's on, he is on the hot seat. Let's just be honest after that trade. It's just the nature of the game, especially the way Kyler's playing with the D hop 
So it's like, everyone's kind of panicking and I'm, I've been right there with you the entire time. Just calm down. It's two weeks. They played the two, they, they probably opening the season. That is, that's going to be one of those where it's like, dude, how did they open the season with those three games in a row? You know? Cause I mean, the Steelers defense, the Ravens defense, the Ravens team, and then people don't give the chiefs credit for their defense. Their defense is actually really good. And then also it's the same thing. It's like, okay, cool, uh, really difficult defense and also just a great team. So people freaking out about Houston is outrageous because that division is still kind of a toss-up. They're in a, they're in a weaker division. Uh, it's not as bad as the NFC East, but they are in a weaker division. So it's like, calm down, people. They have a great quarterback. They have a good offensive line. They actually do have a good defense, but – Again, they played the hardest teams in the league. Um, kind of, and just staying in that division, dude. What is up with Gardner Minshew? Hey, is it real, Stone? Is the hype real, dude? Okay, so he had two interceptions yesterday. What the second one was the on? Yes, the second one was on a game-winning drive, and you know people are going to look at that in the past and be like, "Oh, well, you know, he had two interceptions in this game." Blah blah blah. No, like. That was a deflection off of a great play from Simmons, their interior guy, the Titans' interior guy, and it, a, another defensive lineman gets the pick. They, what it looked like, I didn't see the game. I don't have red zone because it was free last week, and it's not free this week. And Get it, Stone. Need, it's worth it. I paid for I it. It's worth it. I watch football too much. To it's not a game changer. Football. Yes, we're in the same boat. It's a game changer. So, so the stats – or the, the you know, the video you see – or what I was keeping up with it, it was – he was driving them, and the ball got tipped. So it was just unfortunate. They didn't even get, get to kick a field goal to tie it, to send it to OT. So Gardner Minshew has gotten that team, which everybody in the world, all of us too, after all the trades, after all the, you know, turmoil, Gardner Minshew has gotten that team to rally around him. He is a seventh-round draft pick. We, we are witnessing potentially Tom Brady. 2.0 potentially now the coaching staff he didn't have that but we are potentially witnessing Tom Brady 2.0 that dude has gotten this that what everyone thinks is a scrub team to rally around him and they look legit they look like a really good football team here's one thing I want to mention about the Jaguars uh obviously through these first two weeks you can't argue with this they're competitive they've been competitive through these first two games one of my questions would be, and I don't know how much this actually has to pay in, play into it, but there's been so much talk about them in the offseason about them tanking. Now, the first thing that any NFL person says when it comes to a team tanking is, well, that's the front office. It's not the coaches. It's not the players. They're not the ones tanking. You would think maybe these players are going out like, screw these outsiders for thinking we suck. We're going to go out there and prove them wrong. And maybe they're playing with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. Maybe they got some extra wind beneath their wings, some motivation. I don't know. All I know is in these first two weeks, Drew, all kidding aside, not trying to mess with your Colts, they do look pretty good. I mean, they played the Titans. Minshew did look good. They're competitive. Um, Drew, your quick thoughts on your division rival. Yeah, I mean, I think – so the AFC South, as we're seeing now, is actually pretty competitive uh, with the Jaguars not sucking as much. Um, the Colts probably going to be an average team. The Texans and Titans probably looking like the division leaders um, and probably going to win the division. So 
I, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little scared uh, when it comes to the end of season. I think we're going to, it's going to be a close race towards the end. Um, but I'm going to take this and I'm going to say the, the AFC South has officially handed the worst division in the NFL to the NFC East. The NFC East is by far the worst division. The Cowboys, the Eagles, the Giants, and the, and the football team are all terrible now. Um, like the, the football team and the, uh, the Giants were expected to be bad. The Eagles sit at 0-2. They're bad. Uh, and and par- partially that is because of injuries. Um, obviously, the O-line's not there. It, it, it just is what it is. But the Cowboys don't look good either. I think, I think you put any of these teams in another division, they're not even looked upon of making the playoffs because the NFC East is so bad. That's the reason why the Cowboys or the Eagles are going to make it in there. I don't see one. I don't see two teams making as division at all. That's why the NFC West, the NFC South, um, probably have. I think both those teams are going to have three divisions, um, three three playoff teams in each division because the NFC North and the NFC East are just terrible this year. The Vikings are god awful. Um, but the NFC East is officially have gone from five to five to 10 years ago, the most competitive division in the NFL to the worst division in the NFL. So it might be the most competitive because they're all competing for the first overall pick. <laughs> okay. I just quick thing I wanted to say, we kind of got off away from Houston, but JJ Watt is having, is actually having a good year and no one knows about it because they played the two best teams in the league. And, okay, like after they played Clyde, uh, the Chiefs, and he stopped Clyde himself, it was him. It wasn't anybody else. It was him. On the goal line three times, I was like, okay, this dude is legit. Like if he – he is so legit when he's healthy. He had a sack. He had a sack this past week. He's – he is going to – I mean, he, he's having a great year, and it's going to be totally slip on because of the first three weeks. After that, hopefully people recognize that he is playing really well right now. Real quick, something to mention about J.J. Watt. Amazing. Stone, you mentioned it in your worst. All these injuries going on in football, you hear about torn ACLs, bad ankles, all these injuries. J.J. Watt is still standing, like, through the first two weeks. This man, injury, played career. He, in my opinion, he's a first – he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. That's the debate we'll have another time. Um, But – to say this about a first ballot Hall of Famer, he still could be a what if. He still could be a what if because of the seasons he's missed. He's missed like two full seasons. Dude, I mean, the guy's a freak. I'm with Stone. I'm a big fan of J.J. Watt. I'm happy to see him tearing it up. Hopefully he keeps it going, and hopefully he can impact that Texans team in a positive way going forward. All right, but Stone, while we're talking about individual performances, who else did you see over the weekend that you really liked? So we've been talking about the Texans a little bit and, you know, there's obviously a piece missing from that team and he's, he's, he's down the, he's down the bottom, you know, you know where Texas is and then you go the next state over. I'm pretty sure that's New Mexico. And then you go another state over, right? There's another state on, on the other side of New Mexico. Isn't there another state? Yeah. So our guy D hop is in that other state. He is in Arizona He's playing with the Cardinals. He's playing with Kyler Murray. So, Hendricks guys, we all went to Hendricks. Uh, Drew, you're, you're, you're Dallas, Texas area guy. Kyler Murray is like the talk of the town every day and has been ever since he played high school football there at Allen. So, 
we all know about him. Uh, he was a sensation then. He was he was awesome in college. He didn't he probably he didn't get he didn't get enough and he didn't get enough from college just because he went to A and M first. Idiot. But uh, he is he is still the talk in the NFL and he is balling this year and he's using his little his little feats. His legs are churning and he is getting he is a running back playing quarterback and they say that about or about Lamar. I am willing to say that I think Kyler Murray and with the offense that he has, he is more dynamic of a runner than than Lamar Jackson is, and he is the truth. Uh, him paired with D Hop is is actually insane. Like for them to two games so far, that just solidifies D Hop as a player. Two games and they already have insane chemistry. So that has been that has been great to watch. And like I, they really are taking over that division. It's what it seems like. Uh, Stone, one thing I wanted to mention real quick for us Arkansas fans, can we just say real quick how lucky we are that Kyler Murray had to transfer to Oklahoma so we didn't have to play him at A&M? That man would have taken us to the shed. Oh, my yeah. gosh. That speed, exactly. that arm, Stone, oh, my goodness. Exactly. So, Kyler, he's doing great. That division – is insane, and we talked about how that division was going to be insane. Uh-oh. And they got they got another quarterback. I know where you're going, Stone. They got another me. quarterback there that you love, Sandy. I do. And, and, and you he, know, the he, NFL's starting to fall in love with again. You know what they call him? You know what they call him? Mister Unlimited. Hey, baby, let Russ cook. He cooked on my own team. He cooked on my own team. <laughs> so he's okay. So they're letting him throw the ball, and he, he does have weapons now. I think that's been a kind of a kind of the reason why they they haven't let Russ throw a lot within the last couple of years. Doug Baldwin is just simply not DK Metcalf. Not DJ, like I said last week. I'm sorry. Let me give you the chuck. I'm sorry, America, but he's not DJ. He's DK. And let me tell you, the the dude is big as is as big as Donkey Kong. So he is a freak and it's just chunk it up dog. He he hooped on freaking Stefan Gilmore. So, who was reigning defensive player of the year? Russ is just throwing that. They somebody said that Russ is saying Russ's ball when he throws those deep passes looks like a rainbow is does doesn't do his pass justice. Like it needs to be in its own category. So Russ is cooking. This Seattle's defense looks kind of suspect, but that's a good thing. We get that means we get to see Russ cook more. And then, so, like, he had a great performance. He had, what, five touchdowns? Some would say six because of the, the pick six. I don't know who said that. It's, I think it was the guy that I'm looking at right now on the big screen. The Sandy. Patriots guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Bless up, so, Jason like, his 40. performance Devin was 40. insane. His, his performance was insane. Cam Newton played really well as well. But we didn't talk about a lot of touchdowns. There's a guy in for the Rams that had – I think five catches and three of those were touchdowns. Yeah, um, definitely want to hit on Tyler Higby. Real quick, Stone, let's go back to the Seahawks. Um, we knew about DK Metcalf being the sensation because of how much he can lift and how big he is. Th- that play he made on Stephon Gilmore the other night was kind of like uh, – I knew he was good. He had a good rookie season. He took another step 
that past night. DK Metcalf is going to be a legitimate problem for that division. That size, that speed, what he did to Gilmore on that play, man, he's going to be solid. Now, Tyler Higby in the same sentence, because he had a breakout game uh, against the Eagles. Three touchdowns. I think, yeah, so I don't think you're right. Only five catches. You're just, I'm watching Red Zone and they keep breaking to the Rams. I'm seeing Jared Goff tossing Tyler Higby. I'm like, wait, hold up. I'm like, what? I thought it was like going back to LeBron James when they had the introducing to the Heat dude. He was like, not four, not five, not six. I was like, damn, Higby, calm down. Uh, I mean, you mentioned his name a little bit last year, like Tyler Higby's name here and there. He's making decent plays in fantasy. Man, I mean, he looked good. Uh, and we made this transition to the Rams because I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about them. The NFC West was up in the air for me a little bit in terms of being a division who could get three teams into the playoffs. But I was leaning more towards the Cardinals, and the Cardinals have done nothing to dissuade me from that. But the Rams are a lot better than what we were giving them credit for in the offseason. Here's where my opinion started to change about the Rams. When they made that deal with Jalen Ramsey to make him the highest-paid cornerback in the history of football, this is a team that has notoriously been in cap trouble over the last few years. They have made deals that have really hampered their ability to make free agency acquisitions. They've given up all these draft picks, put them in cap hell. But they give Jalen Ramsey this contract, and that told me, hey, the Rams are trying to win right now. Like, they, they've been in this win-now position for a while. It's hurt them, but they committed to it once again by giving him this deal. And that told me that Sean McVay and Les Snead really like this roster. So I was like, okay, they think the Rams are better than what the outsider is giving them credit for. They're right. The Rams look pretty freaking solid right now. Now, they played the Eagles, and they played the Cowboys. Now, I, my opinion is higher of the Cowboys than Drew's is. I think that was a pretty good win. They, I love Sean McVay's play calling. He's doubled up now. He's got the mask and the call sheet over his mouth, so there's really no telling what's going through his mind. Can't see it. John Cena can't see him. But I'm, I'm very curious to see what the Rams do now. Going back to Drew's contender pretender series, the Rams are definitely one of those teams that we need to look at as being, hey, they might be a contender here. They still could be a pretender. They may be a contender. They're playing the Buffalo Bills next week, who are also 2-0. and So, Drew, I'm going to come back to you. I think this is a very good game. Now, again, it's only week three. I don't want to overreact. But these two teams are certainly looking pretty good right now. How do you see these two teams as contenders, pretenders, et cetera? Um, yeah, I'm not sold on the Bills just yet. Uh, they played the Jets and the Dolphins. You know, nothing big. And I will say last year they did, I think, well, they at least started with the Jets at the beginning of the year, and they struggled, and they ended up winning that game. Um, they really handled the, the Jets this year, but the Jets are a not, not a good football team. Um, they're not a good team at all. So I, I still think I, I'm not sold on them just yet. I need to see them play a real team. This is a real big test, um, in my opinion, playing – the Rams um, and the Rams, I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm more sold on them though. I think they're a better team. I like their coach a lot better. Um, and I think the defense is actually coming in to fruition this year. They've, they've played pretty good defense. Um, and like you said, signing, they have Jalen Ramsey, who's probably the, if not the best defensive back cornerback in the league, the top three. And then they have the best defensive player that I think any of us have ever seen in our life with Aaron Donald. Um, who literally disrupts every single play, whether it's a run, pass. Um, I'm sure he disrupts field goals as well if he's on. So 
Uh, I, I like the Rams a little bit more than I like the Bills going into this week, but this is a big test for all three teams, uh, or not all three teams, excuse me, all, both teams uh, to see, who, you know, I expect a really good game though, um, but I think it will show who's kind of more of a contender than a pretender. Stone, do you think the Rams are legit? I do. I do think they're legit. Uh, the Cowboys game, the Cowboys looked bad that game, but but the thing is the Rams did actually look good. Like, And that's what I'm thinking more and more. Maybe the Cowboys didn't look that bad. The Rams were just better, but we're, we're two weeks in. I shouldn't overreact. I did overreact a little bit earlier. I got. I let my emotions get the best of me. I'm sorry, Drew. I yelled at you about the Cowboys, but I'm not sorry because I love the Cowboys. But in that game, we got a good quarterback matchup, man. We got we got Josh Allen, who I'm starting to fall in love with because the dude is a train that has a cannon for an arm, and he's perfect for the Bills. And then Jared Goff, he looks he looks really good this year, even though that dude is half a brain, and it's really just. It's really just like it's his body with Sean McVay's mind. And I really think they cheat because I think, you know, the mic is supposed to cut off in the headset in his helmet. I think it goes – it stays on the whole time. I think they, they've sent a memo into the NFL. It's like, hey, NFL, this guy is actually really stupid. Please let us be able to talk to him throughout the play. I, I really think Jared Goff is kind of a dummy. But he – I mean, he can sling it. And that's going to be a fun game to watch, so – uh, I'm still just super I'm, – I'm fascinated by Josh Allen, though. I mean, he had 400 yards last week and no turnovers, and he's been, like, turnover prone completely. I'm with you, Stone. I'm fascinated by Josh Allen as well. There's a fella up in Green Bay that's caught our fascination a little bit. Are you talking about A.A. Ron? Or A.A. Run. Well, you know how I feel about A.A. Ron. I mean, I've got his freaking jersey, best quarterback I've ever seen. But it's not A.A. Ron. It's the other one. It's A.A. Run. What about that man, Stone? Shout out Nate Burleson. I did not make that up. He made that up. That was awesome, so I had to use it. Um, dude, that I – w- I thought they were going to be horrible this year. I really did. And that dude is killing it. Now – you had to play against him in fantasy this week, and I'm pretty sure he put 45 on you, maybe even 46. So he's the truth. He's the truth. And everyone was calling him a, a, a poser after he had, like, 19 touchdowns last year. Doesn't, I, I'm not getting that same energy after two games. It doesn't seem like a poser to me at all. He's, he's phenomenal. He's phenomenal. And – when he came on near the second half of last year, you're thinking, all right, this guy's kind of legit. Like sometimes it's hard to gauge the Packers weapons because Aaron Rodgers can make receivers look better than they actually are. Sometimes. I don't know if Tommy Lazard falls in that category per se. Now, Aaron Jones is a back. He can catch out of the backfield as well, but the guy is a freak. And the fact that you have Aaron Rodgers able to get him the ball, Matt LaFleur is going to do different things with him. I'm very excited to see what Aaron Jones is going to do the rest of this year. And I'm very excited to have him out of the way in fantasy because he, I, I had McCaffrey last year in two of my three leagues. I won both of those leagues. Now he didn't put up all the points that my team put up every week, but I won those leagues because of Christian McCaffrey. Aaron Jones will do that 
this year, I would imagine. He's doing that for Parker Hall this year in our fantasy league. He's doing that this year for him. That, he did that to me. He had other big performers. Aaron Jones did that to me this week for Parker Hall. He's that good. I just want to let you know two things. First of all, you called Alan Lazard, Tony Lazard. Tommy. Tommy, Tony, I, I whatever. Tommy. I'm, I apologize to Mr. Lazard on that one. Um, we were bad second, about names the last two weeks. Second of all, Aaron Jones was the number two running back last year in fantasy, just an FYI. He had 19 rushing touchdowns. So it shouldn't be a surprise to us that he's blowing up, or he's already he's already been blown up. He's already big. Not the um, way he, he just has, though. Week. I knew he'd be good, but just not. I mean, this is, this is otherworldly. I mean, he wasn't very good in week one, if we're being honest. He only had, I, I believe, like 14 to 15 points. He only had one touchdown and not that much. Because they have a running back by committee there. They're an RBC. Not they have anymore. A.J. Dillon. I 100% promise you Matt LaFleur, who is a babe, apparently, to my girlfriend. Um, he, she, he He's a running back by committee type of guy. Aaron Jones will get majority of the, of the running back carries. But Jamal Williams and A.J. Dillon. Um, a running back from from Boston College rookie, they will also be in the mix. Hundred percent promise. I'm not you the that. same back. AJ Dillon's not the same back. I mean, I remember him at Boston College. I mean, he's he's a bigger guy, isn't isn't he? Yeah, he's thunder thighs. He's not, he's... dude. You, Aaron Jones is in that category. His skill set, he hasn't, he doesn't have the same track record as McCaffrey yet in terms of being able to do it over a full season with the kind of numbers McCaffrey put. He's not that far behind, but. This is a guy you've got to get the ball to. He is a he's a game changer at that position. He is. So, uh, hey, one more nod. Got to mention Derek Carr from last night. I was watching the Stars. I didn't get a chance to watch most of it. When I did tune in, he looked pretty good, Derek Carr, throwing it to Darren Waller. That's an all-pro candidate at tight end. So, uh, not surprised with Darren Waller, but I was big on Derek Carr going into this year. I think he's a lot better than people give him credit for. I mean, this is a guy that should have won the MVP in 2016 if it weren't for a broken shin. I believe it was the Colts that did it to him. Am I right, Drew? It is. So, I, I think so. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, I like that, Derek Carr. That was a while ago. Stone was telling me, uh, you know, he didn't look great in the first half. Again, I was watching the Stars, so forgive me for not doing my duties watching Monday Night Football. But you look at his final stat line, 28-38, to 38, 282, three touchdowns, no picks. Um, I'm, I'm big on Derek Carr. Adding Henry Ruggs at offense makes it more vertical. Waller's the problem at tight end. We all know this. I'm just a big fan of Al Davis and the Raiders going vertical, man. We're going to hit you deep every freaking play. We're a deep threat every single play. Josh Jacobs, uh, he had 27 touches last night, uh, 80 to 90 yards on the ground, I believe. I, I'm a, I love Josh Jacobs as well. So the Raiders are a very interesting team to me, but – I'm going to stay in that division for a second because we had a little surprise on Sunday. I'm watching Red Zone. The Chiefs and the Chargers kick off, and Scott Hansen on NFL Red Zone says, fellas, we have us a little breaking news. Number 10 is taking the reps for the Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert started the game for the Los Angeles Chargers. We quickly found out Tyrod Taylor was having breathing problems due to a reaction to some painkillers he took for a uh, – I think it was a – cardiac muscle injury or so he had so justin herbert starts justin herbert looks pretty darn good in my opinion i mean i think he only knew a few minutes before the game that he was going to start his composure was undeniable he threw a bad pick near the end i'll chalk that up to a rookie mistake 
I thought by all accounts, I loved what I saw. For me, when I'm looking at rookie quarterbacks, the number one thing I'm looking at is composure, their ability to stand in the pocket and make throws. Justin Herbert checked every single box I look for in a rookie quarterback. I don't want to overreact to the numbers, to the performance. I just love what I saw in terms of the composure, his ability to stay in the pocket, make reads, make checkdowns. Huge fan of what he did in that game, and I wish he had gotten the win. Also, as a kicker, though, Harrison Buckner, dude. <laughs> dude, come on. Now, Justin Tucker is the best kicker in the league, but Buckner and Will Lutz make it very tough for me to say they're not like 1A, 1B, 1C. Buckner and Lutz are phenomenal. Now, Tucker is Tucker, but, <laughs> dude, 53, 58, 58 consecutive kicks. Come on, man. He makes a 58 uh, at the end of the first half, I believe. It's phenomenal. Getting back to Justin Herbert, though, dude, I, I loved what I saw from him. And I want to go to Joe Burrow on Thursday. Obviously, they lose to the Cleveland Browns. That is a bad offensive line he's playing behind. And he stirred down the barrel of the gun every single time. He made the checkdowns. He made the reads. He was never in a hurry to take off on his feet. <clears throat> like I said, I'm not going to overreact to the numbers. I don't want to overreact to the results. I only want to talk about what I saw in terms of their composure. And I think you're looking at two guys who could be very special. Joe Burrow, I'm already sold on. Herbert, I'd like to see a little bit more. I am 100% sold on Joe Burrow. I loved him coming out of LSU. Stone like I got to see him uh, up front, close and personal when he played Arkansas. Had the best season I've ever seen from a college quarterback. What he did with a bad Cincinnati Bengals roster, you know, he didn't, he didn't shy away from throws. He took his hits. He made, he made a uh, – here's a – your welcome to the NFL moment as a rookie when he tried to shake – oh, gosh, I don't remember the, uh, the player tried to shake from the Browns, the defensive end. But he tried to, he tried to make a spin. He gets out of that 10 times out of 10 in college. Uh, he learned very quickly you can't do that in the NFL. Rookie mistake just like the Herbert – pick against the Chiefs but I love what I'm seeing out of those two and the Bengals owe it to Joe Burrow they've got their quarterback I think you know the Paul Paul Brown and family obviously Paul Brown's not alive anymore but that family is a historic family in the NFL lineage but no concession should be made the NFL should force a sell somehow if they get this wrong it is inexcusable for a franchise to have a quarterback like this and and not Get it, you got to get it right. The Browns have to get this right because I don't want to see this guy's career struggle. He's got all the confidence. He's got the ability. I want to see Joe Burrow do great things. And if they give him a chance, he will. He will. But let's get back to Joe, uh, Justin Herbert because we're only two weeks in. We're moving on to the third week. We've already got a little bit of quarterback controversy, fellas. Got to love it. So Tyrod Taylor, Anthony Lynn said, I believe if he is 100% ready to go, in week three, he will start for the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, Drew, I'll go to you first. Is there a quarterback controversy in Los Angeles already? Uh, I mean, obviously, yes, because Justin Herbert just forced OT with the best team in the league uh, in the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, first of all, you got to feel bad for Tyrod. I mean, this dude, he did good in Buffalo, led him to a playoff um, when he was there the first time they've been in a while. Um, but then he goes and goes to Cleveland and he's the starter for about half the year. The team sucks because of the, they're the Browns. Um, and Baker takes over 
and wins the job. And I think it's going to happen here soon. I think Tyrod, it's still Tyrod's job for um, the next couple weeks. But if the Chargers aren't winning, um, I can very easily see them giving it to uh, Justin Herbert by like week six to week eight range. Um, Stone, before I get your take on this, I want to ask you, you know, you, you, you are, we, we were asking you these questions yesterday about, you know, whose career would you rather have? You're clearly, uh, you know, you care about the wins only, you know, be gone with legacy. You're all about winning as, as a competitor yourself. And as a guy who's now a coach getting into coaching, um, the fourth down decision in overtime for the chargers, when they decided to punt to the chiefs, what would you do in that situation? Do you like the call to go uh, to punt or go for it? I do because that's the reason you were in the game. Obviously Herbert played well, but the reason you were in the game. And I talked about this when we did our picks last week is your defense is going to keep you in that game. If there's a team that matches up well against the chiefs, it is the chargers, even without Derwin James. Like obviously they're way better with him, but you have the two edge rushers. You have like 17 DBs, which one of them is really good. King, Desmond King from Iowa. He's not even, he's not even playing and he's complaining about it because they're, they are so deep at DB and he's, he's actually a great defensive back. So I'm okay with it because that's, you were in the game because of that. Like that's what that the Chiefs are known for that offense that they have. And you were in the game because your defense was kind of on their ass. I probably should have expected that answer coming from a defensive coach. But, you know, I, I, at first I was all for go for it. But I think you're right, Stone. You want to show some confidence in your defense. I, I think if you ask 50 coaches, you may get 50-50 on the answer. I know Romo was saying go for it. Some of the armchair quarterbacks on Monday were saying go for it. it it's a tough call. So we'll see. But, Stone, now I go to you. Is there a quarterback controversy in Los Angeles? Definitely. And – it was you. It's something you kind of have to expect because he was picked sixth overall. He's a top ten guy. You, I mean, you don't pick that guy at number six if you're like, hmm, we're probably just not gonna play him. Like it's always in your mind to play him. Obviously, if you pick him at six, and there's no, there's nothing that makes me go, Tyrod Taylor is worth starting for an entire year. He is a good quarterback. I'm definitely not saying Tyra Taylor is not a good quarterback. He is a good quarterback. But there, sometimes when there, you have teammates that there's always something wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. And it seems like that's kind of how Tyrod's career has gone. It's not that he, he's a bad player. It's like just something kind of comes up and something goes wrong for him to not play for an entire season or whatever. So, I don't – I yeah, I think you definitely have a little bit of a controversy here because it's like, your your young guy just went out and balled against what people think is the best team in the league. So it's like, you you got to think about it. You're you're dumb if you don't think about it. I feel for Anthony Lynn on this one. I think it's a very tough predicament to be in. I, I've always been of the mind, you know, back in the day, quarterbacks. I think Steve McNair sat three years before he ever started the game. I, I'm of the mind that I would love to see a rookie quarterback sit on for a year, at least a year, maybe even two before he gets his chance, just to learn, man, just to learn, because you don't want to throw him into the fire right away sometimes. Now, Burrow had to, being with the Bengals, you have to. Two is in a great situation, man. I'd love to see him sit the entire year. He's also got injury problems, so that kind of complicates things. He may be healthy, but you just, you want to be certain. 
Um, so ideally, Taylor's healthy and Herbert sits, but the training wheels are off, man. The training wheels are off, and they look good. They look good. So you kind of want to you kind of want to see what you got. You might, I mean, you might as well. That being said, they have a stretch starting in the middle part of the season where they play some bad teams. I think it starts with the Jets. And I, I, they get I the Dolphins as well, I believe. So I'm thinking maybe if Taylor can play these first few weeks and then ease Herbert in and let him take on the second half of the season, it, it, it might be a great time for him to do that. So to me, I'm okay if he sits the rest of the year. He had, it's, it's so hard not to pull the trigger because he looks so good. But it is only one game. It was the defending Super Bowl champions. Again, I thought he looked phenomenal. And you watch Hard Knocks, and the veterans knew what they saw, dude. Like, I mean, the way they watched him uh, during, you know, in practice and warm-ups, you know, you see the defender, veteran defenders looking over on the, uh, from the other side of the practice field looking at him. They're like, they, they know. The veterans tend to know. And it seemed like they knew that they had something special with Justin Herbert. Um, Tyrod Taylor knew what he was getting into when he goes to Los Angeles. You, you're kind of like a band-aid quarterback. Nothing against him. I, I, I like Tyrod Taylor, but that's kind of what he is at this point in his career. So you could go any number of directions. It's just Justin Herbert complicated things, man, when he goes out and has a performance like that. So we'll wrap it up there with week two. Um, let's move on to week three, guys. Uh, let's get ready. Let's make some picks. It's a good week for Stone's Cowboys. They got an interesting game coming up. So, Drew. Let's fire up the music. Let's get into week three picks. We're going to start out Thursday night. And I'm not going to hide away this time. I'll make the picks as well. Dolphins, Jaguars, Thursday night. I'm going with the Jaguars. Drew. Give me the Dolphins and Fitzmagic, baby. I like it. I'm going Jaguars, though. Minshew mania. That's right. 49ers at Giants. Are you not making your picks, sir? I guess not. Niners. Niners. The injuries, I'm going with the Giants. It's back-to-back weeks. I'm picking the Giants. This is a tough one for me. Raiders at Patriots. Got to go with the hometown team, New England. New England. Yeah, I think it's got to be New England this week. Pats might be for real, baby. Pats might be for real now. Interesting. Texans at Steelers. Shout-out to Pookie. Uh, Steelers. I'm going to go Steelers, but only because they're at home, but by a very, very small margin. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Steelers as well. Guys, this might be the toughest game to pick out of week three. Bengals at Eagles. I just came off of my rant about Joe Burrow. I love what I'm saying. I have no idea what to make of Philadelphia. They're at home. Bengals get their first win on the road. Agreed. Give me the Bengals. Oh, man. Are we going to go to the trifecta? Uh, I'll go with Joe Burrow. I like the way Joe Burrow's playing more than Carson Wentz. We have a tale of two teams in this matchup. Titans coming in 2-0 and at Minnesota, 0-2. Minnesota looking like a dumpster fire right now. Give me the Titans. Titans. Uh, I'll go Titans. I love having reasons to say this team's name. The football team travels to Cleveland, a battle of one-on-one teams. Love Ron Rivera, love Riverboat. Got to go with Cleveland here. 
you just said the reasons why you like the football team, but you picked – okay, I'm going yeah. the Browns as well. What about it? <laughs> uh, this I hate this week. It's tough for me. Uh, Browns. Rams-Bills, a battle of potential contenders in their respective divisions and playoff races. Got to go Rams, man. Play the hot hand. They're looking good. Go Rams. Yeah, Rams. Bills don't have their home fans. No home field advantage. Give me the Rams. Go Bills. I might have spoke too soon about the toughest game to pick this week (laughs) because the Chicago Bears, the 2-0 Chicago Bears travel to Atlanta to play the 0-2 Falcons. Um, Call me naive. I'm not jumping off the Falcons bandwagon just yet. Um, this is a tough one because you're picking on Mitch Trubisky if you give the if you pick the Bears, um, but give me the Bears. Fuck it, man. <laughs> Some people have Woj bombs. Andrew Drew Smith has f bombs. Um, I'm going with the Falcons. Panthers at Chargers. My my real question about this game is who plays quarterback? Doesn't matter who plays quarterback in this one. I'll give me the Chargers. 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 Christian McCaffrey out in that game as well. He'll be out for a little bit of time, as we mentioned earlier. The worst team in football travels to play Drew's Indianapolis Colts this weekend. Uh, Colts over the Jets, not even close. Colts. Colts. The one-and-one Buccaneers travel to Denver. Uh, Jeff Driscoll will presumably be taking snaps at quarterback this week, although Blake Bortles might be headed to Denver to back him up. Got to go Buccaneers. Bucks. Bucks. Lions and Cardinals riding the hot hand. Kyler Murray looks good. Cardinals. Cardinals. Cardinals by a milli. And then a sexy, sexy 325 central time kickoff on Fox. Stones Dallas Cowboys plays. That man, Russell Wilson. Let Russ cook. I like the Cowboys, but Russ is going to cook. Seahawks. Yeah, easy dub for the Seahawks here. I hate that I have to be unbiased, but Cowboys are going to cover. Don't let people fool you. Cowboys are going to cover, but the C- I think the Seahawks will win. Hey, I had to do it last week, so I had to pick against my team for the first time in, like, years. The first time I've ever picked against the Patriots, and unfortunately it worked. Sexy, sexy Sunday night kickoff. Sunday night football. Packers, Saints. I'm never picking against Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, um, the Packers might be one of the best teams in the NFC with all these injuries. Got to go Packers here. Drew Brees has a noodle arm. Aaron Rodgers does not. Packers. And then we wrap up week three, Monday night football. The defending Super Bowl champions head to many people's presumptive Super Bowl 55 champions, the Baltimore Ravens. Chiefs, Ravens, uh, I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes either. Give me the Chiefs. Last year they played in Kansas City, and the Chiefs won that game. But I'm taking Baltimore. I'm riding Lamar Jackson to a victory in Baltimore. Their defense, Baltimore's defense is better. I, I gotta go with, I gotta go with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. 
All right, that'll do it for our week three picks. We're going to take a quick ad timeout, and then we will come back mm-hmm. because we have a little bit of NBA to catch up on. But you know we're going to be talking Premier League as well, so stay tuned for that. All right, you heard the music. You know what time it is. NBA talk, Drew. We're down to the conference finals. Let's get into it, baby. Yeah, last week I told you guys, hey, if the Celtic or if the Clippers, excuse me, were to lose to Nuggets, it'd be a bigger upset than when the when the Thunder lost to the Warriors through one. It happened. Um, you know, the Nuggets deserved it. I guess they just wanted it more. Um, and so now we're into the conference finals. You've got the Heat and the Celtics out in the East. That is two one now a surprise 2-0 start for the heat over the uh the celtics i don't think really anyone expected the heat to be here uh and they're proving to be real contenders and making a run here at the end and then the lakers are up 2-1 on the nuggets where they play tonight um for game three they're up 2-0 ad just hit a buzzer beater a three point so i mean uh you know it'll be interesting down the stretch to see i think the lakers are the hands down favorite to really win this and kind of run away with the ship here. Uh, it's kind of been, you know, written for them that, Hey, like they've been kind of, I feel like they've been given this championship with the bucks being knocked out earlier, the Raptors being knocked out early, the, the Clippers being knocked out early. Like these, it's really the Lakers versus um, three teams that no one thought would be in this position. So um, it, it'll be interesting. Hopefully I, me personally, I don't want a Lakers Celtics finals, for the simple fact that it's not being played in Los Angeles and Boston, I feel like if it's a LA versus Boston rivalry, I want it to be in the home stadiums. So me personally, I want the Heat to get in there, and you get the storyline of uh, LeBron playing against the Heat. I think that'll be really cool to win his, uh, I believe, his fourth championship. Um, so you know, we'll, we'll see how this kind of goes down. Um, and I mean, it's it's been interesting. Unfortunately, like I said last week, um, this has been overshadowed by all the football being played as well as hockey. I feel like hockey's kind of, especially in the Dallas area, hockey's kind of taking a step up because of the stars being in the finals. Um, but I mean, basketball's still being played and it's still really good basketball. So definitely check it out, especially tonight with nothing on. Watch the Lakers Nuggets play. You know, the Joker's always got something special up his sleeve. Jamal Murray's been balling. Uh, but other than that, man, that's NBA talk. Uh, Drew, that's not fair to the Miami Heat. You're talking about the Lakers being handed the trophy because the Bucks got knocked out, the Clippers got knocked out. I, I believe the Miami Heat are a better team than the Milwaukee Bucks. I do. I think they were the better team. So, I, I the Lakers are a matchup nightmare for anybody because of that size down low. I mean, Anthony, who who can guard Anthony Davis? Bam Adebayo is an All Star. He's a legitimate All Star, but I don't. I don't know how the Heat match up down low with the Lakers. I don't – I think it's a mismatch. Uh, Jimmy Butler is going to cook. Love Duncan Robinson. Goran Dragic is a throwback to how the point guard position should be played. So, I'm a big fan of the Miami Heat. That's why I picked them to beat the Bucks and the Celtics. I do think they get through. So, but I don't think I, – I don't like this narrative of, you know, the Lakers just rolling over the Heat because I think the Heat are a legitimate team. And I, they might be the best team – left in terms of the way they play but I think the Lakers present too many troubles uh down low and it's LeBron James who would become the first player to win three an NBA title with three different teams so Kawhi Leonard will be knocking on that door presumably in the next few years we thought he might do it this year but 
no sigh got knocked out by those spicy nugs stone the spicy nugs hopefully uh we see them back on the menu tonight hopefully uh man i thought they had it bagged i really do or i really did i thought they had it bagged and then ad cashed on them right at the end of the game that was such a that that shot had so much nuts connected to it, I almost called Planters, the Mr. Peanut guy, because that was just a – that was money. That was awesome. So – and I'm obviously not a Lakers fan, and I, I I want the Celtics to win, but, dude, that shot was awesome. And they did it in the Kobe's, and he yelled Kobe after he shot it. That was just – that's like one of those all-time moments, and then you know everybody's saying, I wish it was in L.A. I wish it was in L.A. I, I mean – yeah, that moment would have been absolutely insane. It seems like it's going to be hard to deny them this year. I mean, it just – it all makes sense. The Lakers have to win an NBA championship in this, you know, unfortunate year that Kobe passes away. So, it's it's just meant to be this year. Fully expect the I Lakers to get it done. I think a lot of people will accept it because there's like – this is the one year people will be like, please just let the Lakers have it just after what's, what all has happened and then, you know, Kobe – the whole thing with Kobe. So it's like, I think a lot of people are kind of like, let's just, let's just make it happen. Let's just get it over with. And it's worth noting before we move on, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo wins his second consecutive MVP. You know, LeBron wasn't happy with how many first place votes he got. Thought he should have gotten more. Uh, but Greek freak, second consecutive MVP. So that's worth noting. But Drew, is it time? Is it time to move on to my favorite segment? Andy, it might be time to move on to my new favorite segment. Play soccer talk, my guy. All right, it's soccer talk time. And, hey, Drew mentioned it. It's now his new favorite segment because, hey, credit to Stone and Drew. These guys have gone all in. Uh, they, they, at first they were just playing nice to me. They were talking soccer with me, but I think they've bought in, man. Fantasy soccer is definitely helping. We'll do, we're going to do a quick shout out to this week's performers. This sounds like a little bit of self uh, pat on the back, but I actually am in first place right now in fantasy. I was like in ninth place right above Steve Crenshaw coming out of week one, but now I'm top of the league had human song, get a hat trick for me. Uh, and that's with two players, uh, not producing any points for me. So for actually, that may just one. Yeah, just one. But, I'm now top of the league. Carson Ayers, high school teammate of mine, now a, the head soccer coach at Sheridan High School, is number two in this week's rankings. Cole Bolin, current Hendrick soccer player, rounding out the top three. Moving on. Uh, it's worth noting, though, that Drew, Stone, and Gage were actually in the top five coming out of last week. Drew, I believe, was number one because he had Muhammad Salah get a hat trick with two penalties. But – Let's get out of fantasy. I don't like fantasy. I like talking about the real stuff because this is my territory, the premiership. Let's freaking go. So let's go down the key results from last week. Obviously, you got to start with Liverpool and Chelsea. Uh, I thought Chelsea looked pretty threatening in the first half, but things went to hell with Andreas Christensen getting sent off in at a time in the first half. Sadio Mane takes over. Uh, it's freaking scary. <laughs> that they got Tiago Alcantara. Guys, if you didn't know, Tiago is a midfielder from Bayern Munich. Extremely talented. He fits into that system right away. When he gets fit into that system and he's playing regularly, 
Oh, my goodness. And they just signed Diogo Jota from Wolves. He'll strengthen their front three. I still think Sadio Mane is the best out of that front three. Probably not the hottest take, even though Drew will like Mohamed Salah. Here's a team that not a lot of people will be talking about this week, but I want to talk about them because they played Chelsea in match week one. Brighton put it on Newcastle. I think Neil Mope got a brace for Brighton. Those guys can freaking play. Uh, I, I know that Stones guy, Neil Mope, on his fantasy team got him some pretty good points. They've got a left back that Chelsea recently sold them, Lamptey. That guy is our best left back. He's Chelsea's best left back. Now, I haven't seen Bill, Ben Chilwell play yet. He's coming over from Leicester. He's uh, still getting match fit. Hopefully, he appears soon. I, I like Ben Chilwell. That guy, Lamptey, can play at Brighton. They got some players. Graham Potter's got that team rolling. And I'm, I like Brighton going into this year, man. You may be looking at a better than a mid-table finish, man. You never know. Tenth, ninth. Who knows? Maybe a Sheffield from last season. Um, Everton 5-2 against West Brom. That's cool on West Brom. They, uh, they went up 1-0, uh, went down to 10 men, were able to equalize it 2-2 off an incredible free kick. But Everton put them to the sword going into it. Leeds United, Leeds United first win in the Premier League in 16 years. Uh, made it a little difficult for themselves in the end. They went up 4-1 on Fulham. Uh, Fulham bag two, Alexander Mitrovic. Uh, getting the third goal for them. But Leeds able to see them off for their first win in 16 years. Congrats to the boys. Also, shout out Leeds Season 2 of Take Us Home out on Amazon Prime now. Check it out. I love Season 1. I love Leeds. We'll see where it goes. But they got their first win. Congrats to the boys. Stones, boys, Arsenal. Starting the season off 2-0. Two wins out of two. Taking out fellow London team West Ham. Uh, Mikel Antonio getting the opening goal in that game, but Arsenal come back. I remember seeing their second goal. can't remember off the top of my head who scored it. But, again, I'm big on Arsenal this year. I like the direction they're headed. I like some of the young players they've got. I love Saka. Man, I love Saka. I wish he was playing for Chelsea. Um, Drew, I'm sorry, man. you got to mention our boys. The official premiership team of the podcast, Sheffield United, bowing out 2-0 against Wolves. Well, they lost 2-0 against Wolves in match week one. John Egan gets sent off. In this most recent game, they're playing Aston Villa. Missed a penalty, man. Go down t- uh, to 10 men and miss a penalty before halftime. It was, it was a good save by Martinez, who was former backup goalkeeper at Arsenal, making his debut for Aston Villa. Villa able to bag the winner in the second half. To take all three points, Sheffield 0-2 for two to start off the year. But it was a valiant effort with 10 men. I'm not concerned about them yet. They just got to take some time. Xander Berger makes his debut for Sheffield. So, there's some excitement around Sheffield still, so we'll see. They'll get things together. I'm not worried. Uh, Huming Son, as I mentioned in fantasy, he got a hat trick for Spurs to say take out Southampton 5-2. Southampton can play, man. They, they lose 5-2, but Southampton can play. I like Jinnipo on the wing. Danny Ng, Shea Adams. They, they got some players, man. They can play moving forward. But I save this one till the very end because I freaking love it when United lose, baby. 3-1 at Old Trafford, Crystal Palace. Buzzing, buzzing. I hate United. Buzzing, buzzing, buzzing. Crystal Palace, let's go, lads. So let me pull up the table as it stands. Leicester, Everton, Arsenal, Liverpool, Palace at the top, six points. Two wins out of two for those five clubs. Stone, man. Stone, got to be happy, man. Arsenal, two wins out of two. We'll see where it goes. Let me pull up the – fixtures as we head into match week three real quick brighton and man united getting this kicked off early saturday morning i love that i like it hey i love it i love brighton 
Chelsea need to get back to winning ways. We play West Brom, should win that one. Sneaky, 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 great game. Sunday morning, Drew, wake up, 6 o'clock in the morning. It's a proper Yorkshire derby to get us back in the Premier League. 16 years since we've had a proper Yorkshire derby in the Premier League. Sheffield United hosting Leeds United. Let's go, boys. I'm all in on this one. City, Leicester will be very good. City uh, beating Wolves 2-1. Wolves made a trick in the end for him yesterday. That could be pretty good. And then uh, Stone, Monday, 2.15 Central Time kickoff. Liverpool host Arsenal. Uh, This will be a fun one. This will be a fun one. I do expect Liverpool to win, but this is the first time I've been pretty high on Arsenal, so we'll see what they do. Going to kick their ass. Yep, and so I've, I've kind of given the rundown for this week in the Premier League, but we are not done with soccer talk because Drew Smith has been a dedicated follower and watcher, consumer of football. Drew, what have you been up to this past week, man? Yeah, I think last week I had started the all-or-nothing all series. I was finishing up the Eagles – and then I noticed they had a Man City as well as a Tottenham Hotspurs one. So I, I binge watched those. I pretty much watched them. And I watched two series in three days. Um, I was glued to it, my guy. It was really fun. And then I noticed they had, like you mentioned earlier, Take Us Home, uh, Leeds United. I'm almost done with season one. I started that yesterday. I didn't know they released the season two, so I will be watching that shortly after. And then not only did I do that, I bought Peacock Premium because NBC dicked us this year and they're not playing games for us on the free. Um, so I had to get the Peacock um, to watch the games, which is awesome. Uh, I'd recommend it. If you if you do want to watch more soccer, definitely buy some Peacock because um, it, it's awesome. I, got, I was able to watch Sheffield play yesterday, although it wasn't good, and I was pissed off about the red card. And, you know, 12 minutes in, um, I get to watch them again next week against against Leeds because they won't be on M- NBC. I got to watch the the Liverpool Chelsea game, so um, it definitely offers you a lot more to, to be able to watch those games. And I've learned a lot, and I realize that I messed up in fantasy, um, and so I, I can't wait for next year's draft because I will be very much more prepared, um, probably more prepared than anyone else in the league. And I promise you that. Maybe not besides Sandy and Carson, but everyone else, watch out. I'm coming for third place at least. I didn't give enough credit to uh, Stone Paul Jr. the third because he has been religiously watching some footy on TV too, not just the footy on the field. But Stone, what have you been watching? All right. I so I had to make a grown-up decision one day, and I had to buy my own cell phone. You know, I had to get me a new ringer. Uh, when I when I got the new plan and everything, and paying for my new plan, this was you know a while, a while back actually. But so Apple gave me a free year of Apple TV, you know, and then, you know, I'm on social media and everything. They send all the, all the ads. I got all these ads and there's this new show on Apple TV called Ted Lasso. And it's about soccer. And I was like, dude, I love sports and I'm trying to learn more about soccer. Maybe I can watch this because I have Apple TV now and it's for free for a year. So I sit down, I watch it. It's uh, what uh, what is that guy's name? What's the lead actor's name? He's I love him. He's Jason hilarious. Sudeikis. Yes, Jason Sudeikis. He's he's hilarious, and dude, the show is very well done. I've only watched like four episodes, 
but it is very well done. Like there's actually like a good amount of soccer stuff. It's it's more like outside of soccer, but it's very funny. It's it's got some and it's well very well produced. Pat McAfee probably put it better than anybody, which he normally does. He's so eloquent, that West Virginia boy. He said there is no – Ted Lasso has no business being as funny as it actually is, and I think that's a great way to put it. I, so if you guys didn't know this, that character is based off some skits that he did for NBC Sports when they first got the rights for the Premier League, kind of doing it as a promotion tool. He did one where he was manager of Tottenham, and then he takes over a little girls team for the second one. Go check those out if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you haven't seen them on YouTube. The Ted Lasso skits, the original ones from quite a few years ago, brilliant, freaking funny. Credit to Tottenham for letting him do it because, oh, man, it was good. But the, I, So I wanted to watch it because I like Sudeikis. I didn't think it was going to be great, but the Ted Lasso character is very good. It's funny. I have no reason. I have no idea why I like it as much as I do, but Stone said it. It's well done. They do a good job, and they actually film it. Uh, they use Crystal Palace Stadium, Selhurst Park for the games and stuff. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, dude, it's funny. It's great. And you're not going to get like a ton of tactical. Uh, you're, you're not going to learn really anything tactics wise from that show, but it's fun. It's a lot of fun for sure. Do we need to, do we need to give them the breakdown? Like how, like kind of how the little, the plot, you know, kind of like where, what the, what's going on in the show? Like, obviously don't break down every show. I, I would, I would give them the, give them the basic premise stone if they haven't seen it. Well, it's hilarious because this – and this is why it's so funny. One, it's a football – like an American football coach from Wichita, Kansas. Like he coached at Wichita State is what the plot is. And the, the lady that hires him has been recently divorced, and she's trying to run the team that – she's trying to run the soccer team into the ground because her ex-husband loves it so much. So she hires somebody that has no idea what they're doing with – especially one of the more difficult soccer leagues in the world. So she hires him, but the problem is, is he's a good coach. He's not, like Sandy said, you don't get all the tactical stuff, but he's just a good person, good coach. And so, like, they're doing – they're not winning right now so far where I'm at, but that's the whole thing is she hired somebody that basically has no idea about soccer and just to try to run the, program, or the organization into the ground. One thing I like about the show, too, is Sudeikis is a Kansas City guy. He actually played uh, either Division II basketball or Juco before pursuing an acting career. Dude, he's an athlete. I mean, he's a good athlete, but he pays homage to uh, his Kansas City roots. You see Kansas City barbecue sauce and all this stuff mentioned. So I I like the little things he gets in there. What's going on, Drew? I'm not going to let us do it this year. We've got to mention RB Leipzig started off their Bundesliga – run this year their campaign three one started right? off three one yes sir um so you, you gotta you gotta love it you know they, they lost team timo werner timo werner to your team chelsea but uh, we're still pulling the strings out in the bundesliga probably won't be fighting for the first spot i think Bayern munich has no that one will. locked no um, one will. so really fighting for second to fifth place hopefully they beat shelka eight nil they beat shelka eight nil they are crazy Yeah, you definitely can. Drew, for all the problems that you have saying names and other words, it's amazing to me that you can speak German and say RB Leipzig and, and the Bundesliga, which sounds crazy in, it, in itself, and you can say that with no problem. That is amazing to me. You've been speaking that language for never, 
and you can't and you can pronounce those words better than the one you've been speaking your whole life. Amazingly, uh, Stone, you. I don't even think you know what you just did, but you said Bundesliga. Like, I'm pretty darn sure that's how you say it in Deutsch. Like, we say the Bundesliga here in the United States, but I think you had that little H at the end, the Bundesliga. Dude, you crushed it, man. History hey, guy. I, look, I'm, I'm professional, like through and through professional all the way. That's how we keep it 100% professional. So that'll do it for this episode of Splitting Up Rights. Obviously, we have a lot to look forward to in week three of the NFL. You got EPL as well. Maybe by the next time we're on, we know who's going to be in the NBA Finals here and there, so I don't know. But, yeah, we're going to leave it at that time. Uh, thanks to our sponsor, Anchor FM, for sponsoring this podcast. Definitely go give them a – just go give them a shout, man. Go give them a shout if you want to do your very own podcast. Hey, Stone, Drew, and I, we, have, we had no idea how to do this beforehand. Anchor makes it that easy. So definitely give them a look if you ever want to do your own. Hell, you might be even better than us. You may take our spot. I don't know. But we're getting better every day. We're getting better every single day. We're adapting, adjusting, improvising, and overcoming. So if you get better than us, we're just going to get better than you. That's all I got, man. Peace.